This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. Is soul to soul, and it is Friday afternoon, the penultimate Erev Shabbos of this uh, Jewish year, Tavshin Ein Zayin. It's once again a big pleasure to be with you and spend a bit of time in your busy Friday afternoon to uh, learn a little bit together, to inspire each other, and please God to make our build-up to Shabbos something even more stimulating and more inspiring even than, than usual. As I say, it's a, a big welcome to all our radio family. This is Shabbos Parshas Kisavoy. Uh, we're getting near to the end of the Torah, as we would, of course, as the Rosh Hashanah and the Yom Tovim approach, although to even think about Simchas Torah, which is slightly more than a month away, is a big thing. There's a lot of mountains in the way before we even get before we even get near to 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 that. But uh, perhaps just a thought on on this week's parsha that can, of course, connect to the time we find ourselves just about uh, twelve days before before Rosh Hashanah, before the before the Yom Hadin. The the parsha begins with the issue of the Bikurim, the first fruits that every farmer in Israel, uh, when he has, uh, and he's growing fruits from the special seven species that the land of Israel is praised for, he has to uh, bring the first fruits to to uh, Yerushalayim and bring it, bring it to the Koyin, and a lot of discussion about that. First of all, it's quite interesting that the the Balaturim points out that this discussion about the uh, Bikurim that begins our Parsha is somehow juxtaposed, and obviously there's some reason for that, because especially in the book of Devarim, which is Moshe Rabbeinu's soliloquy, final speech to the Jewish nation, it, it's incredibly well-planned and well-structured, and Moshe Rabbeinu organized his thoughts and organized his words and organized his exhortations and warnings and, and inspirational speeches in a very, very exact way. So therefore, if the very, very last preceding Pasha, at the end of Pashat Kitetze, before we began this week, was the Milchemet Amalek, the war against Amalek, and then we go into the Bukurim, there has to be some has to be some connection between between the uh, between the, the the two. Secondly, it's quite interesting the 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 way the Mishnah is the way the way it's described the whole the whole uh, 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 ceremony uh, and and Bikurim. It's, it's quite different than any other of the of the gifts that uh, we have to give to the king. We know there's several. Gifts uh, from every every farmer, every uh, person has to take certain parts of his crop and give it. He has to give two uh, percent the truma to the koyin and and the maaserishin to the levi and various tithes. But all of those one can simply separate it and designate it and then walk over to one's local neighborhood koyin even and just give it to him and and do the necessary. Bikurim, no, it's not like that. Bikurim, the mission describes how a farmer goes down to his field and finds a first fruit that has, that has gotten ripe and he, he, he makes a mark around it, puts a beautiful pink, perhaps blue, ribbon uh, uh, around it 
and so he knows that this is the first fruit, uh, the first ripe fruit. And when it gets bigger, he he uh, harvests it and he takes it to Yerushalayim. And the mission describes the whole process to Yerushalayim as he's going. Other people meet him and join the procession. And as they get to Yerushalayim, even the 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 the, the streets are lined by the population of Yerushalayim coming out to greet someone to bring Bikurim. Even the, the workers, even those who are not allowed to uh, stop their work to to learn Torah or or show honor to Tamid Chachamim, have to stop and come out and 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 and, and greet him. And finally, he makes his way with his whole procession to the to the Beit Hamikdash, and there's a whole thing, a whole a whole speech, a whole recitation he has to make. It's a very, very, very big deal about about uh, about this this Bikurim. and that, that perhaps uh, needs a little bit of explanation. What what are we being told here? What is so so important about it? It's quite interesting that uh, uh, it doesn't even have to be. There's no there's no sheer. There's no amount. Of how much, how many baskets, how many tons or, or kilos of fruit you have to bring to to Yerushalayim. It's not a percentage of your crop. Theoretically, a person could bring one fruit, or if he's bringing perhaps a wheat, maybe just one one stalk. A very very minimal amount. There's no requirement to bring bring an abundance of uh, of things. And that also is a. Uh, Quite uh, quite interesting. The Ramban mentions that also that there's no actual minimum amount for how much one has to uh, one has to do. Uh, uh, furthermore, the uh, the Medrash the Medrash, the Medrash Rabbo brings down that the entire world was created for three things: for the giving of challah. Challah is a portion of a dough that a person has to give to the coin and maestress and the giving of of the tithes and bikurim and uh, it's learned from a pasuk uh, the first pasuk of the torah is bereshis bara lakim and by bikurim it says reishis bikureat moscha uses that same that same word from which from which the Medrash learns that the whole purpose of of creation was was for bikurim, which uh, again is a statement that requires some uh, some, uh, some some elucidation, some elucidation as to what uh, what is going uh, going on. And, and finally, there's a uh, a also a, a Medrash Tanchum on this week's pasha that when Moshe Rabbeinu saw that eventually the Beit HaMikdash was going to be destroyed, unfortunately, and that they would no longer be able to bring the the uh, the Bikurim. So he went and instituted the three tefillot, the three prayers that we say every day, Shachrit, Mincha, and Mairev, to take the place of of the uh, of the Bikurim. And uh, obviously the whole uh, issue requires requires some elucidation, and the commentaries do the uh, do the, uh, the the necessary. Um, we know that the one of the very very big issues in in our life, one of the very very great requirements incumbent upon every Jew, is this concept of hakaras hatoiv, of recognizing and acknowledging the good that people do to us when someone does us a favor, when someone uh, in any way 
benefits us or or does something that from which we uh, from which we gain from which we uh, from which we benefit we have to show appreciation for that uh, for that fact and the opposite god forbid the a person who lacks this mida of gratitude who's not able to feel and express and show appreciation for what others have uh, have done uh, and God forbid, come to a situation where he's going to deny and and be totally uncognizant of the good things, of the wonderful things that Hashem has done for him. The major says that uh, the at the beginning of the uh, ex, of the Jews' experience in in Mitzrayim, so it says, "Vayokom melechadosh, a new king arose, Asher lo yoda." Eskaisef, who didn't know Yosef, which means he he uh, was not prepared to acknowledge, was not prepared to to uh, show and, and articulate the appreciation they had for the fact that Yosef had basically saved the entire Egyptian empire, empire. That if wasn't for if it wasn't for Yosef's plan of how to handle the seven good years and then the seven fa- and the seven family years and the planning and the and the building of all the storehouses, the the Egyptians would have would have starved. And uh, but Ashela Yodas Yosef, he as one one shot of Rashi says, he made himself as if he was totally unaware of what Yosef had done. Says the Medrash, the same Paro, who could turn around and say, Asher Yodas Yosef, who, who wasn't prepared to acknowledge the great things that Yosef had done, could then turn around and, and say, Lo Yodati Es Hashem. I don't know anything about God either. I don't appreciate it. I don't know. I don't realize. I don't recognize any of the, any of the good things that, uh, that Hashem, that Hashem does. The one can, uh, can lead to uh, to the uh, to the other that a person who's who's kafui to have a person who uh, is is unprepared to acknowledge what Hashem has done has done for it so will God forbid uh, uh, will come to a situation where he's going to fight Hakadosh Baruch Hu as fight Hakadosh Baruch Hu also because uh, we don't uh, we don't want to to show the the Avianus Nabishitz explains the concept that one doesn't like to be what one doesn't like to need to express our our thanks to other people we we like somehow to be able to uh, uh rationalize it and justify it in such a way that we shouldn't need to be uh to be grateful it was a person who had Baruch Hashem a tremendous financial success in the in his business in his business dealings, and uh, uh, wanted to with the money he had raised he wanted to set up some kind of a a gemach some kind of a free loan loan fund and you went to his his rov to uh, to discuss it and the rov of course as every rov should knew this person very very well. And understood what was going on, and advised him against opening opening a gemach. And he explained later that obviously one, of course, should do good things to to show one's appreciation. But he felt, knowing this person, that his opening a gemach would be some way of 
of you know kind of okay god i don't have to thank you anymore i've done something yeah i've done something back to you i've done a good turn uh you know you gave me a good turn in in uh in uh helping me get this money now i'm doing a good turn in lending it to others right we're square fair and square and and he felt that it was for this person it was important for him to learn the media of being great of being grateful to Hashem and therefore advised them against opening opening a gemach because he felt for him it was it was a way out of showing of showing uh, uh, of showing gratitude. The the Aristotle in fact says that the reality is that if a person has gratitude to Hashem, then how could we possibly ever do an an avera? If we'd realize that everything comes from Hashem, how could we go and uh, and uh, not use it? If, if if we understand, let's say, I don't know, that all our clothing comes comes from Hashem, how could in a situation where we're prescribed to do so, how could we not put tzitzit on those on those uh, on those garments? If we believe that our body, that all our functions, that our mouths come from Hashem, how could we not use it in in the positive in the positive way? Any avera, any miscue, any anything that a person would do that goes against Hashem's will is in fact is in fact a real demonstration of a lack of 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 a lack of of gratitude because otherwise how could we possibly act out uh, 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 against Hashem? And in fact, as I said, it comes really from the attribute of of gaiva, of arrogance that. I I don't need to acknowledge what else someone else did. I I I'm kind of running this world. I'm I'm really important. And if someone helped me, it's because they wanted to to do so. It wasn't to benefit me. It was to benefit them, themselves. And we we always try to to downplay the things that uh, that others do and, and say it wasn't really a, yeah. He was going that way anyway. You know, it didn't didn't really it didn't really bother him. We 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 don't want to feel indebted indebted to a person. The truth is, he says, that even if a person did something for me that actually was for his own for his own uh, his benefit. He was going there anyway. He was doing this anything it it, it, it was a, possibly even a self serving a uh, uh, favor that he did for me nevertheless if i if the, if the answer to the question is did i benefit from that action if the answer to that question is yes then you're required to show gratitude because gratitude is not about what another person did gratitude is about did i benefit from from that and if i did then i have a requirement to uh to show to show uh to show uh to show gratitude to this uh, to this person, um, I mean, and and the the proof for that is uh, he brings down that there's a more about uh, Rav Chia, Rav Chia who uh, who had a wife who uh, let's put it nicely sometimes could be a bit of a a nag and a bit of a a drag on him and and to a certain extent made his life uh, a bit of a misery and people asked him why don't you why don't you you know get rid of her and go go find the greener pastures he says no dialano it's enough that number one shemigadelas espanenu uh 
she grows, she raises, she raises our children, she looks after the, after the children, and, and because I'm married, I don't have any other outside thoughts, I don't have any external uh, 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 other drives, and that's, that's enough of a reason for me to have, to have, uh, to have appreciation for. And, and uh, he points out that, yeah, obviously raised, she wasn't necessarily raising her children for Avchia, you know, Parents put put uh, energy into children because they want them to grow. They want them to succeed. It's a, it's a nachas for them. It's a it's a status for them that their children. So clearly, Mrs. Mrs. Chia, Mrs. Rav Chia was was involved in child rearing for her own benefit also. But says Rav Chia, if I benefit from it, if my kids turn out to be good because of her efforts, I have to show appreciation, even if her motivation doing it might not have been for me, but might have been a, a very very self self uh, self serving thing still one one needs to show one needs to show that uh, gratitude Friedlander that's all says we we talk about two terms in regarding a person who doesn't show gratitude one is kafui taiv and one is likfor betovato shel chaveroi kafui literally says comes from the word likfor to cover up and then the kfar is to deny. And he says it's a, it's, a, it's a stage. If a person wants to cover up and, and hide the fact that he, that he benefited from somebody else and play it down and it wasn't really something else, he will then come to actually deny it and turn it around as if he is the, the benefactor and in fact not the, not the person, not the person, uh, him himself. And, and we have to, we have to pay attention. Says the Orach you have to pay attention to all the good things that people do for us, because if we want to be people that are growing, that's absolutely essential. And he says the very, very first trick, the very, very first uh, 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 attempt that the Yitzhahara makes to subvert us from the from the right from the right thing, is that he tries to make us feel down. It's one of the great tricks of, of the Yetzirah is to make him forget the things that others have done for him. And, and that if a person goes on that path where he forgets what others have done for him, it will eventually destroy him because he'll become totally and completely self, uh, self, uh, self-centered for, for about, about himself. Um, Right, uh, you know that this is uh, this is uh, the way. The the only way we can we can actually we can actually uh, grow. You know, and 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 you know the 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 morale says that uh, famous pasuk that we know that when Hashem created the world, so all the all the grass didn't grow. Hashem created the grass, was kind of hanging at the edge of the ground, but it never came out. Why not? Because Hashem did not bring uh, any rain, and there was no person available to to uh, to cultivate to cultivate the the the, the ground. And Maral explains that there are two things. Being, there are two things being being said here. Number one is that that uh, 
there was no, there was, and, and so Rashi brings down that what does it mean that to, uh, uh, there was no, there was no, uh, Hashem didn't bring uh, rain. It says, but Adam Ainan was no person. It says there was no person to appreciate the importance of rain and to Davenfort. And he says that there are two very important things here. Number one is to understand that the, what Hashem is giving us is this huge gift. And once we can appreciate how big it is and, and how important it is and, and that it all comes from Hashem, then we can turn around and, and, and daven, and daven for it. But you need the first the appreciation before one can even begin to, to daven, to daven for, 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 for something. And, and that really is, is the, the, the concept over, over, uh, over here. So first of all, the whole purpose of Bikurim is to be able to express our gratitude. I've come to Israel. This is the fruit. This is the fruit you've given me. It's all about expert. And that's why it doesn't have to be a lot. If you have one, one new fruit that you bring, that is, that is, that is sufficient. And we make a very big deal about it because Hakara Satoit is a very, very big, big deal. And it's the reason why as the Medjish Rabbah says, it's the reason why Hashem created the world for these things. Because if, if we, if we don't appreciate, if a dumb ayin, if there's no one to appreciate all the amazing things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, then the, then the world doesn't have to exist. Hashem didn't create a world for, for people to just be, be a, be a totally self-serving, be a world where everyone just does their own thing and forgets about their Bandarstam. Everything is there for us to recognize where it comes from and, and appreciate its benefits for, for, for us. And that's why, says Medjishan Chuma, when, I, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw that there was not going to be Bikurim forever, the basement was going to be destroyed, he instituted Tefillah. He instituted davening instead, because davening is all about, on a daily basis, appreciating all the gifts we have from Hakadosh Baruch. Hakadosh Baruch, you've given us das, you've given us a refuah, you've given us panasa, you've given us every, you've given us good midas. Everything we have comes from 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 the Rebbeinu and that therefore became the replacement for for Bikurim. And that's why says the Balaturim. That's the reason why it's connected to Amalek. Amalek is personifies someone who is ungrateful. Amalek, we know, comes from Esav. And uh, we know that uh, Yaakov and Esav were both the sons of Yitzchak and the 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 promise made to Avram Avinu at the Brisbane Abbasorim, Yasam, really should have applied to both. Yaakov and Esau made a a deal that uh, in exchange for all the spiritual benefits, for all the brachot, for all the olive oil haba, Yaakov Avinu would agree to accept upon himself all the physical suffering, all the avodum v'inuyasam. Esau was allowed the right to sit in to struggle and haseir and prosper and do his own thing while we while we suffered. That should have elicited from um, from Esav and Amalek the greatest Hakadosh Baruch Thank you for saving us. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for 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 not making it necessary for us to have to go through all that hardship. 
And he didn't. Not only didn't he do that, on the contrary, by his neighbor, he went and, and, uh, and attacked, and attacked the, the Jews. And that is something that's so important now of, of, uh, of a Vigna Miller says when a person says Shechayonu on the first night of Rosh Hashanah, he has to think about all the good things that Hashem did for him over the whole year and, and show appreciation for that. We're going to come back with our local segment just in a moment. This is 101.9 Chai FM, the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Hilchos Shabbos on Chai FM, uh, Soul to Soul, and the Friday afternoon. This week is Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Ki Savoy. The important times for this week, the latest time for lighting candles tonight is at 5.40, 20 minutes to 6. You better have them lit by then, otherwise you go into injury time, and that's never a good place to to be. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at half past 6, 6.30, again, slowly getting a little bit a little bit uh, later. We have uh, this week the sixth of the seven special Haftorot of comfort, of of uh, of buoying, of, of inspiration that will give us the the, the joy and, 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 and the certainty to be able to carry on and do the preparation for for Rosh Hashanah. And uh, please God, we only begin saying Slichot next week, so we get another week of being able to sleep in, in, in the morning. We were talking last week about the concept of music playing, of of uh, making musical sounds on on uh, on a Shabbos. And we said we spoke about various things that one could and couldn't do. The Halakha states that if one has a, let's say, a Torah crown, that uh, there are bells on the Torah crown, that obviously as the as the Chazan moves carrying the Sefer Torah, those bells are going to uh, are going to to ring. Halakha says that you're allowed to put that on the Sefer Torah and allow the Sefer Torah to be transported uh, uh, with those bells, even though. They make a, a noise. They make they make a sound, and and the reason is obviously that the purpose of these bells is not for the music, but to show deference, to show honor, and to decorate and beautify the 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 Sefer Torah, Sefer Torah itself, and that is then tzarech mitzvah. That is considered a mitzvah, a mitzvah need, and you're allowed to. And you're allowed to do it. And of course, the person carrying the Sefer Torah has no intention of playing a jig, of, of, of making any, uh, any kind of musical sound or, or, or listening anything. And therefore, there is, uh, no, no, no prohibition in, uh, in doing, uh, in doing that. And it's actually an argument. The, the, the Morgan of Rome, uh, argues with the Taz. The Taz says one shouldn't, but we hold like the uh, like the Morgan Morgan of Rome. What about if you have a a door that when you open it, sort of bells ring. You often have in, in the shops in order to inform the uh, proprietor that someone has has uh, has walked has walked in. So many many forbid opening such a door with, to which is connected a a bell. That uh, that rings again because there the uh, the bell is considered some kind of a of an instrument and then again the the, the taz the tazas of that opinion that you can't ring such a such a bell 
particularly if it's not just a chime, if it's one of those things that has a whole, a whole niggin, a whole, uh, song that comes with it, that for sure would be, would be forbidden. Uh, the Taz doesn't want, even if it's just a bell ringing. However, there are some who argue on him and again, allow you to open such a door because again, when you open the door and walking in, you have no intention of creating a, uh, a musical sound. You just simply want to open, open the door, says Magan Avram, and therefore that would be, uh, that would be uh, allowed. And, and uh, it would seem that uh, it would be, and the Mishnah Bur brings that down, certainly it would be better to remove those bells from the, the door before before uh, a Shabbos, that would avoid the problem also. But if for whatever reason in one's Erev Shabbos haste, one forgot to neutralize that that situation or remove the bells or, or somehow uh, make them stop moving, one would still be allowed to uh, go in. One would still be allowed to enter through those uh, through those uh, those doors. The question becomes on uh, whistling. Is one allowed to whistle? That also is a a musical, a musical uh, 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 instrument that uh, becomes becomes uh, problematic sometimes. Um, the halacha is that one, according to many, one is allowed to one is allowed to whistle on on Shabbos because. Uh, it's whistling is considered a type of singing. Singing, we know on Shabbos, is allowed. Singing is, a, is an incredibly important part of Shabbos, of the Shabbos service, of the Shabbos mirrors at, at the table. Singing is certainly allowed, and therefore those who allow it say that whistling constitutes a kind of a vocal a vocal noise and not and not a musical kind of noise. It's not a, it's not a it's not a an instrument. Uh, however, um, that you can some say you can even uh, not just whistling with your with your lips, but you can even uh, use your fingers and create a louder, more more powerful, more you uh, 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 sort of uh, more powerful kind of a kind of whistle and that the the Orchashukan in, in Shintam Rhes brings brings that down that it's uh that is mutter. As far as toys, uh, toy whistles or something like that that uh give off give off a noise that uh that is is becomes more of an issue and uh, there's a big argument about about that. Perhaps we will we will uh deal with that a little bit a little bit uh Later, um, part of part of also the prohibition against musical instruments and and generally producing music on uh, on Shabbos is the prohibition against uh, against dancing and clapping hands to keep a a beat or kind of uh, banging your hand against your leg or the table uh, at the time when, when one is singing because 
uh, perhaps because of that, you might then come, hmm, this is really nice. Let me get out my drums. This is really, I like this, this, this tempo. Let me get out my drums and, and come to play that. So they made a gazer, they forbade it because it could lead a person, that's like modern and bait, so it could lead a person to, uh, to then move on to playing, to playing his, his, uh, his instrument. We're going to take one more short break before the last segment. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 Chai FM. Don't run away. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. It is indeed. Welcome back for our last couple of minutes together. It says Soul to Soul on Friday afternoon, but of course we're not here only on Friday afternoon. You can tune in to Soul to Soul every day, Monday to Friday, from 1 to 3. There's always amazing and interesting, inspirational Torah and teaching and learning and understanding that's there for all of us to to grow from. And of course, if one looks at one's uh, schedule on Chayvim, there's plenty of other Torah opportunities sprinkled through the day, at night, or in the early morning. There's lots and lots going on. This is a really vibey radio station for those who want to learn, who want to learn Torah. Although we forbade uh, clapping uh, to go along with music, Halacha says that one is allowed to clap if one does it in an unusual way. In other words, instead of, let's say, clapping the palms of one's hands together, if one would clap the back of one's hand, and there is a fancy name for it, which I never can remember. I'm sure someone out there will tell me what is the sort of the you know, twelve-letter words for the back of a person's hand to back to uh, clap the back of one's hand uh, into your palm. That is allowed. Why? Because the very fact that I'm doing it in an unusual way will be a reminder to me that it is. Shabbos, and I won't come to get up my instruments to really enhance the music. Right? We said the whole reason why clapping and, and dancing was, was forbidden is because it might lead to a person taking out and, and, and uh, using his, his musical instrument. So if I do it in an unusual way, that already reminds us right away that it is Shabbos, and you wouldn't then come to uh, to use an instrument on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. However. Uh, let's say you're going to uh, uh, not really dance, but kind of just have a what they what they call in, in, in the, the, the shuffle, which is the way many men dance, where you don't even sort of get to the point where both your feet ever leave the ground, just kind of taking littler steps. So that would not be considered the kind of dancing that is forbidden uh, on Shabbos. The Yoshami seems to intimate that and kind of shuffling around the bima to say mazel tov to a to a chosen or or something uh, something like that uh, 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 would not necessarily be be uh, be be uh, forbidden. Um, and these prohibitions, the prohibition of of uh, clapping or dancing is specifically at the time when we are singing because then we're worried that you might then come to play instruments. But just uh, when you're not singing at all, you're just being silent. So a person can, if a person just wants to jump around and loosen his body or something like that where it's not dancing, that would certainly be be uh, uh, forbid. Uh, well, that will certainly be be permitted, and certainly one can, as we said, one can clap hands or uh, 
if you want to wake someone up or get attention, that you certainly would be allowed would be allowed to do. Unfortunately, our time for this week is coming too quickly to uh, to an end, and it's just enough time before the news and then the chief rabbi's dissertation on the on the weekly on the weekly parsha. Just a time to uh, again thank each and every one of you for joining us for being part of our of our show for listening. Uh, I always say I hope that uh, if you have something to contribute, or something you like, something you don't like, something you want to criticize, something you want to argue about, I'm more than willing to uh, to engage in any kind of discussion. For you, you can contact me either through the radio station or, or directly, and we can we can take it take it uh, forward. As I say, only 12 days left for Shana. I'm sure your preparations are in full full swing, but, and I really appreciate you taking time to be with us. Just the wish for each and every one of you to have a beautiful Shabbat Shalom, an inspiring, meaningful uh, uh, Shabbat, although this week we read the terrible curses, but as, as the Chazal say, that is what keeps us going, knowing that in spite of all that, Hashem loves us, and, and we're still here, and we carry on, and Bez Hashem, we will continue to be here. We will continue to grow and develop and be the 